Hey, hockey moms, check out bluelinehockeyclub.com for all the past and future podcasts. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by... Hey, hockey fans, it's that time of year again. NHL playoffs are here and summertime barbecues. Stay in style this summer by the grill, pool, or at your casual get-togethers with Summer Skate. Summer Skates are the leading sports sandal footwear in the business with NHL team brands or your own personal logos on real hockey lace straps. Check them out at summerskates.com or go to bluelinehockeyclub.com and click on the link. You won't be disappointed. Summer skates are made with real hockey laces. Footbeds mold to your feet after a few wears. Summer skates are also washable, keeping your feet healthy and fresh. Summer skates. Stay fresh without the skates. Hello, welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. Another episode with the usual suspects, episode 61 tonight. We have our producer sitting in with us tonight, Patrick, the director, Uncle Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And local nerd on staff, our IT guy in the house at the Blue Line Hockey Club, Robbie P. Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how's your mama now? And the all-around sports guru, the guy that we go to for all of our sports news around here at the Blue Line Hockey Club, D-Train. What's up, Derek? D-Train, he too. What's up, sweetos? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark, the Dr. Morley. Oh, doctor. What's up, boys? What's going on, boys? Usual suspects tonight. Uh, no guests for us on the podcast tonight, so we're going to get into uh, a little bit of what's going on in the playoffs and um, maybe some golf news and all the other good stuff going on in the sports world. What's up, guys? What's going on tonight? Derek, how was the little uh, trip to Florida? You went to kind of North Florida, right? Yeah, we did a little checked out helped my uncle with a few things down there but we took a little cruise up to uh the saint augustine jacksonville Volano beach all sorts of cool places up there it was pretty awesome i haven't been up that way before so um it was a neat experience to see it for sure nice to see Panthers country again probably was that <laughs> nice to see that yellow thing again probably the sunshine oh, yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's we live yeah I mean where we are right now it's uh what are we at where are we at like May fifteenth somewhere in there some and uh, I think yeah. we're breaking we're just breaking the forty barrier temperature wise so I mean that's pretty encouraging I saw the uh, I saw the OTB boys on the bench crew uh, they were doing some fundies outside I think in Calgary or something oh. it was spitting snow. <laughs> I caught the last one. The last one was um, something on the old fig or something like that. Pat put it out there, and uh, he fucking sends a slap shot at him. Just slaps it at him. It was, it was head high at least. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It was OTB pretty funny. Boys. Just that one out. OTB him. boys, if you don't know who they are, check them out. They've been on our podcast. You can see their uh, episode of Blue Night Hockey Club. Good, good guys, and they're funny as shit, so check them out. Yeah. All right, boys, uh, let's get into a little bit what's going on with that Bruins and Carolina series. And it's been um, it's been all the Bruins for the first three games. You know, Marshad's been pulling his bullshit again with Williams in, in game two. Um, you know, a lot of talk there that, you know, with Don Cherry talking about it. And, um, you know, I think they mentioned it on the NHL Network or NBC last night. It's like, you know, don't poke the bear. You know, one of those things like, you know, 
why give them a reason to when you're up like that to uh light a fire under their ass so it, it didn't really work last night um it did it did light a fire on them if you watch the game i think williams had two penalties Three penalties, yeah, like two in the first, one in the second, something like that. So he was all over. He over. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was all over the ice, laying the body out. I mean, he definitely, they definitely lit a fire under his ass. But um, you know, in that series, Tuka Rask has just been, you know, on fire for the Bruins, and like we talk about all the time, that goaltending issue. Um, you know, it's been huge for the Bruins and McElhinney for the for the Hurricanes. Played well last night. Um, he couldn't come up with a with a W, but. That series, I think they should have started him game one, you know, going with Morazic the first two games. I think it was a horrible decision after uh, McElhinney came off three straight wins in the previous series with the Islanders. I think that was a bad coaching choice by Brindamore. But, uh, you know, see who they come back with tomorrow. Yeah, all that stuff aside, though, Mark, I mean, their power play, I think it's like one for 12 or something like that. So, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a big problem for Carolina. You know what I mean? So, you're, you're probably right. You know, it's probably a bad decision that they made, too. But there's a lot of other factors where they aren't kind of showing up, too. And the power play is a big one. There's been a lot of talk about that. So um, I'm with you on, on probably a bad decision, uh, like you're talking about. But the power play has been weak as shit. Yeah. And last night's game, uh, there was a lot of power plays, too. Both sides of the um, ice, um, both the Bruins and the, and the Hurricanes had a bunch of power plays last night. Um, I didn't really care for some of the calls. It seemed like some of these calls were being made um, in the playoff situation where a lot of times that stuff is let go and let them play and, um, you know, let the players decide the game. And there was a couple questionable calls last night that I thought were very weak and uh, could have been let go, you know. So it didn't really, they didn't really score too many goals in the power play, but, um, you know, it definitely is a game changer for these guys. It screws up their lines, you know, it, guys don't get as many minutes when it's when they're man up man down so it's uh i wasn't really they did have a goal called back last night the goaltender interference um for the bruins that was goaltender interference so for sure yeah yeah so there was you know it's uh unfortunately the carolina can't put the puck in the back of the net but they had a lot of chances last night and took a rass came up with some yeah, good I mean, saves he had he that, came out they came out firing in that first period too. They outshot them, I think, like twenty to six or something like that in the first period. So yeah, they were on fire. First period. Score, you know, represents that game to you guys. A lot of chances. They they could have scored. It could have been three, three two, four four two. I think. Yeah, I think the storyline out of game last night was Tuukka Rask by far. He was a fucking wall. Yes. Um, like Derek said, Carolina came out in the first period, and I was like, holy shit, Carolina's ready to play. You know, Carolina was five and zero the last time since they played at home. So that, that was their first loss at home in um, six games. So uh, that crowd pumped them up, especially uh, you know playing against uh, Washington. But um, back to the penalties. I mean, Justin Williams had three penalties last night. Him and Krug were going at it, and I think all three penalties were against Krug. I don't know if you guys saw that, but. Um, they have something with each other, but they just kept going at each other and going at each other. The first first penalty he had was a um, coincidental. Him and Krug actually went to the box together, but the next two were just ridiculous. You know, they were saying on all over the news that you know the second one was an elbow. I mean, he clearly hit him high. He followed yeah. too high. Yeah. It was an elbow. I mean, look. 
yes, Justin Williams is his energy was up. It may have yeah. been a little too far. Yeah. Some were saying, you know, Bencham stripped the uh, C off his shirt, but I, come not, on, guys. I'm it's not Stanley saying that. Cup. Look, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's a time where I thought that, you know, they're saying that Marchant thing where he did the C. Look, in that situation, there's a there's an opportunity for that captain to lead his team by kicking Marchant's ass. Now, How come? he chose not to, but there is a place and there is a time and space for that. They were down. They needed a leader to step up. And maybe in that situation, a little scrap would have been the one to do it. And so he sat think- for five minutes. Big deal. He sat for six on the three the three separate penalties. I thought I, did I bring this up last last podcast or two? I I think I did or two podcasts ago. How come no one fights him? I did bring this up. I we talk. I, I mean, we have talked about this. I'm still. It's a, and I, you know, I think someone said. Chara, but still, I mean, I would fight him if I was on the other team for sure. Especially if I was yeah. under the fourth liner. I don't know. Yeah, you don't even see that going on anymore. If like you fought Marshawn, is there, are you really going to have an enforcer coming out after the rest of the game? Not, not really. I mean, no. You don't see that as much anyway. And it's not going to be much protection. Do it anyway. Yeah, but no, I think the take from the game last night was definitely Tuka Rask. Who do you guys think should start for Carolina uh, tomorrow night? Mrazek or Macalini? Or... I'm kind of with Mark on I that. I, I think they messed the flow up by putting Mrazek back in. They, they Mrazek, yeah. unfortunately, that's how things work. He got hurt in the in playoffs, and and Macalini came in and played well. He got them through that Islander series. He, he stood on his head there. You should have stayed with him. Unfortunately, Mrazek got hurt at a bad time. I, I, and the goals I that were scored last that. night were pretty good goals, too. So, I mean, he didn't let in any floaters last night. There was a couple tip-ins that you know, one on the backside, um, you know, didn't really have a chance on. So he did play well last night, too. I, I'm yeah, he did play that. Well. I think I, I wouldn't be playing Mrazek. I just I don't see the – I mean, he he won a lot of games in the last series. Give him a chance. I mean, it's do or die now. Mrazek um, got his two shots, and they lost. Um, and McElhaney had a good showing last night. Like I said, Tuka Rast just had a better showing. Um, but, you know, I was listening to the old Anaheim coach at the in, in between periods, and he was saying, you know, it's playoffs. Take a number. Get them next year. You know, you got a problem with somebody, this yeah, isn't right. the time place to to do that you know you don't need your captain sitting out shit like that you know he said take his number get him next year and that was his uh his take on it don cherry was all fired up about it um you know he was the one saying don't poke the bear type thing and he actually called it last night after the first period saying that carolina's going to win this game and uh he was actually he was obviously wrong but he he thought that when the way they looked in the first period they were going to win that game and you know, if you watch the game, the end of the third period, late into the third period, Carolina was all over them. I mean, they pulled Came the goal back, at the yeah. end. They had, they had chances at the end. Um, you know, they put it up, put up a good fight. So they could have easily tied that game up last night. They're just going to get the puck to drop on Tuca. I yeah. think Carolina's got they got to pop. A, you know, like the key to them going for the rest of the series, they got to strike early. You know what I mean? They got to get a goal early on Rask. Um, yeah. you know, they got to kind of shake the confidence early, get some momentum going early. So it's going to, what's going to be key for them is popping an early goal going forward. 
if they if they continue to you know get like into the second period and stuff like that where Rask is still you know frustrating them um i think that's a problem so next game you know if you see carolina pop a goal early i think it's a real good sign of that go forward yeah they're gonna have to as the season's over but uh just with the stats there mcelaney he's four games the four games in 2019 uh playoffs he's three and one with the 1.7 goals against average 0.943 save percentage and Mrazek is five and five with 2.73 goals against 0.894 save percentage. And he ha- he's had two shutouts in 11 games in the Stanley Cup. So um, McElhinney's got a little better stats, but he's played less games. But I mean, he had 29 saves last night, two to one loss. His first start since the second round when Mrazek got hurt in um, New York. So, I don't know. It'd be tough, tough start. But uh, Brenda Moore said that uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, whatever media outlets asked him who was starting tomorrow, and they said is McElhinney starting tomorrow, and he said he'll probably be between the pipes. So, like you guys said earlier, I don't think he wants to change it up. He's going to keep it the same way, roll the dice, and like he too said, they have to score first. Well, unfortunately, the the damage may be done, right? So he he messed the flow up by trying to stick Mrazek in, and their bounces may have gone the other way. It may be in Boston's favor. Well, I mean, Boston lost in 2010 or 11, one of the series against the Flyers. They were up 3-0, and Flyers came back and beat them. So um, it's happened to them before, and – it's happened to the Providence Bruins too, the AHL affiliate with Troy Krug and uh, you know some of those young guns for Boston or you know third and fourth liners played for the Providence Bruins. They were up three games. Trent's uh, there, right? Uh, Trent's not Trent's on the Providence, but he's not playing on the team this year. Um, he played a few games, but uh, but what I'm saying is the Bruins. Most of the guys on that team have lost after being up three nothing. So yeah. they gotta get a goal. They gotta get a goal quick, like E2 was saying. And you know, the last game against Tuka Rask, I mean, they could have been playing with a golf ball. He was just saving. <laughs> I mean that one save he was screened and he kind of just had his glove out in the air and the puck hit his glove and he looked and he's like, shit, oh yeah, nice save. Yeah, I meant to do that. I meant to do that. Yeah. Um, so. yeah. There was a he had the big save against Aho, the two two pad slide. Yeah, yeah, that was a big save too. Yeah. It looks like well, he shot it right into his stomach. Yeah, if there's a team that's scrappy enough to come back from 3-0, it's definitely Carolina. I wouldn't yeah. count this team out. You know, what I mean, definitely don't count them out. They got a gritty coach. They got a gritty team. Um, I don't think they're definitely not packing it in. You Listen, know what I mean, I think Thursday he's been pretty night, upbeat. I think Thursday it's the storyline in yeah. Raleigh is going to be nuts. It's gonna be yeah, no doubt. And then, and then the whole Marshawn thing, like you guys have been talking about, I mean, it may us enough to just to piss him off to do something. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, if we get it done the last game, but who knows? Maybe it carries over a bit. If Tuka, if they yeah, win we, this series, Tukaras has got to win the Con Smythe for sure because he's unreal. Yeah, pull up his stats if you get a second there. While I'm, I'm talking about the Bruins here, um, the big story of the Bruins the last few games has been their fourth line. And um, they've been out there against Carolina's first line, and they've been playing right right with them, and they've been playing good defense, and they've been getting in the corners and getting the puck out. And, um, you know, that's kind of been a big story that we hear a lot about. 
the Bruins right now is they're going four lines strong and their their fourth line's playing really well for them right now. And this late into the playoffs, we talked about it last week. You know, you need that fourth line, you know, playing well and contributing and and uh, helping you out. You know, because everybody's getting a little tired, so you need to have a fourth line that can put in the minutes and and that fourth line's doing well for the Bruins. So they keep it up. I don't think that Carolina's going to have a chance. Yeah, they had 14 shot attempts. Um, they generated the first goal in game three, eight block shots. Um, oh, and so Wagner, Wagner just took that uh, last uh, block slap, slap shot, I think, to the wrist. I think he's, he's out. out. Yeah. yeah. It, it said it was left the game. I don't know. undisclosed uh, injury, but, I mean, it seems pretty obvious. Well, that slap shot yeah. to the wrist must have hurt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. he left the game right, right after that. They already said he's not playing in game four. So, um, Mark so Tukaras stats for the last five games, uh, including the last two for Carolina, he was point nine one seven. He was one point oh, and then point nine three five, point nine one three, point nine seven two. So the guy's been a wall. Yeah, twenty saves yeah, in the I first I... period last night. I think I saw something. I don't know what it was. It was like 89 shots he had, and he saved 84 of them or something. Yeah, yep. Something crazy like that last night. They were mentioning it. But, you know, you can't say enough about his play. But, um, you know, Mac- uh, McAvoy played well last night. I mean, he's one of those guys. He's got the wheels. Um, you know, he was uh, rushing the puck for him last night, getting the puck out of the zone, doing it himself. Um, you know, so their defensemen were contributing. So everybody on that team's playing pretty well right now. Yeah, they're doing well. Series, and, uh, is over. Series is over if the power play doesn't pick up and if they don't pop one early on Rask. I mean, that's bottom line. Uh, I agree with you yeah. totally. They got to score first. And just to touch on uh, Charlie Coyle, um, you know, coming over from Minnesota to the Bruins on the trade deadline, Nino Niederreiter coming over from Minnesota on the trade deadline to Hurricanes. Um, good friends in Minnesota. I think they were they hung out together all the time. Um, last night they actually got in a little pushing match they behind the. Uh, they like well, Coyle was more than Nino. Nino was just kind of like, "What the fuck?" After it happened, and uh, I talked to my yeah, nephew yeah. Who, who said, "You know, that's he didn't watch the game, but he said that's strange because they were like best friends." But uh, you know, it's a whole different story when uh you're playing hockey i mean just just from you know our perspective growing up playing select hockey and you know you'd have random kids from surrounding towns playing on your select team in the summer you were friends with them in the summertime but during the regular season it didn't matter you could be in the corner and you you know try to you know step on it break your stick or take you know his helmet and just smash it into the boards it didn't matter then you know you were playing it's almost like gladiators out there, so it doesn't matter. But I thought that was interesting to see that happen. It it went it went viral on social media too when it happened. No doubt. I mean, yeah, listen, I saw um, McAvoy chirping last night too. We're all we're all pretty tight boys here. Rob's an asshole to me all the time. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you got Canton locked down. Right. That's right. Lockdown, biatch. All right, boys, uh, let's get over to the other series that's actually happening right now as we're speaking. Um, Joe Sorton got a goal. Uh, two game. goals. He's got two goals. 
Yeah, two two goals. goals and 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 uh, Eric Carlson's got a goal. So um, two guys that haven't contributed in a little bit uh, coming coming on strong for San Jose tonight. Uh, Tarasenko again getting a goal for St. Louis. The last time I looked, it was three three. Um, I'm not sure who scored the. That's actually four three now. So. I'm behind a little bit on what's going on in that game. Somebody wants to pull up the stats. You guys, you guys um, get a good look at uh, you guys get a look at Thornton tonight when he's doing that interview with Jeremy Roenick in between periods at all. No, Holy, but I, I mean, saw I saw he looks Keith like, I mean, He looks like that. I mean, he's like got this beard. That's I mean, he's just like weathered. You know, he looks like somebody oh, yeah. just got off of like a crab a crab fishing boat. You know, like out of Alaska or something like that. And Bering Sea. Unreal. I mean, like, you look at him, it's like. Jesus Christ! I mean, he looks just beat the hell up. He's got like bruises all over every inch of his face. Like, it's un. He's it looks our like age. That, yeah, he looks like that commercial though. Like, it's I think it's for like Kingsford charcoal or something. It's like <laughs> guy comes out like wobbling through like it's winter just ended and you know he's like coming to the barbecue. Get that man a cheeseburger. You know, like just, <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, he's just unreal. I looked. I was just like laughing watching him. I was like, oh my god, he looks like a train wreck, but. What a player he is. Yeah. Yeah, so I got the stats up here now. I'm hoping uh, he, I'm hoping they go to the Stanley Cup and uh, I don't know if when. I you know, I'm a Bruins fan, so I'd like to see the Bruins, but uh, get Charlie to win a Stanley Cup, but uh, I do like Jumbo. I think Rob had the Shark to the Dark Horse all the way into this, didn't he? Rob, if I remember correctly or not. You were on the Shark I had, a while ago. I did have the Shark going to the Cup. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I had him against Tampa Bay. I think I had shit on me in the first round. Yeah, I think I had Carolina going. But um, David Perron has scored two goals, the tying goal, the third to tie at 3-3, and then uh, Perron scored the uh, fourth goal to go up at a minute 30 left in the game. So a couple two-goal games. Joe Thornton had two. Perron had two. Tarasenko scored. Um, Alexander Steen had the second goal for the for the uh, St. Louis. So um, I didn't see Carlson's goal, but I guess that was unassisted. Kind of like to see what he did there. He's a hell of a player, but he's been hurt. I don't know if you guys watched his, the last game. I didn't see it tonight, but you know they kind of were doing some some clips on him, and you could see him going for the puck like if it was like an icing, and he was definitely babying his his groin or whatever. He's got hurt. Um, because you could see it in his stride. His stride was fucked up, and he was laying off, and he wasn't skating like he usually does. So I think there's some kind of injury there, even though he did have a goal tribute tonight. He's not well, 100% healthy, what we can see. Well, I saw on Twitter his wife, so I'd probably be banged up, too, if I was married to her. But uh, <laughs> Work on that groin a little bit there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... It's going to be, uh, like Hitu just said, Rob's called it out. The Sharks, the Sharks got the people. I mean, they made the right moves at the trade deadline, getting Carlson, uh, moving some players around, and they're on fire. And uh, Marty Jones is playing well, too, which was a big thing. And um, I'm not going to say it again because we say it all the time, but he's stepping up. But St. Louis is up 4-3 right now, so they might be able to take the lead. We'll see what happens here. I did see uh, yeah, shots. Shot, shots are even after two. 17-17. Yeah, four three. That St. Louis is up. Yeah, that's uh, a good game. The shots are seventeen seventeen, so pretty even there. Um, I don't know what the power plays 
I didn't see that. Looks like we had, uh, one power play goal for St. Louis. So yeah, four four three just started the third period. So uh, we'll keep everyone updated here as we go. Keith Kirchuk came on the uh, interview between the periods, so they talked to him a little bit about his boys and uh, just talked about St. Louis. But they're in a box, and there's a lot of um, St. Louis Blues alumni. So St. Louis Blues, you know, St. Louis is a big area just for players. You know, how many guys have we've had on the podcast that are current NHL players from St. Louis? And uh, they're hardcore about hockey. I mean, all the uh, alumni are in a box at the game tonight just, you know, rooting, the, rooting on the Blues. So uh, it's big time. I, You know, I, it's tough for me. I don't know who I'd want to see win this. Uh, I'm kind of a little bit for the Sharks, for Joe, but uh, I, I'd like to see the Blues win too. It's great playing. They're into one right now, that's for sure. Four three, third period. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like see Mark, Mark, Mark means the guys up in the booth. I think they're probably into one too. Oh, the, the guys in the booth? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the the yeah. Uh, guy who's stacking the cooler, he better fucking get a little giddy up in his stride, that's for sure. Yeah, getting all those boys back together after a while watching some hockey, I'm sure they're it's like the old blue line club, eh, boys? Oh, yeah. Probably blue ask, line. I ask him for one more. One more. <laughs> one more for the road. They probably don't get cut off after, like, the, you know, third period. They probably keep them going right to the end, too, for those guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. They stay there as long as they want. Robbie, I see you got a new head coach in Buffalo. Kruger. Freddy? Freddy Kruger, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of weird. He's replacing Phil Housley, who was fired uh, April 7th of this year. Um, Buffalo went 33-39-10, and 10, missed the Stanley Cup playoffs for the eighth straight season, finished 13 in the Eastern Conference. They're 22 points behind the Columbus Blue Jackets, who uh, we all know were second in the wild card. But uh, this Kruger guy, I mean, he's like uh, – was a coach for a premier soccer league. He's a ch actually chairman of the Southampton football club in the English premier league. Um, he did coach a little bit in hockey for Edmonton, um, Edmonton Oilers for the 2012-13. Um, they finished 19-22 and seven that year. Um, but they say he has repetition of being a solid communicator uh, you can relate to younger players. Um, they actually said something about him that, uh, you know, this year he actually went down to uh, Buffalo during the uh, regular season and uh, just went bar to bar during the uh, Sabre games to talk to the Sabre fans and kind of get their perspective on it and uh, kind of understand what they want or want to see. Uh, which says a lot that he would do that. So we'll see what happens. I think they're taking a stab at it for sure. Yeah, I think they're committed to win in that city. Uh, you know, with the picks that they had in the last few years and they, the team that they put together, it's uh, unfortunate they haven't had a, a better record or winning season. Um, but, you know, their owners there have deep pockets and, you know, they seem to want to win and they're going to do whatever they can as far as, uh, 
you know, coaching, GMs, players, put it all together. That city needs a – it's been a while, so. It's almost like the yeah. same scenario as Edmonton, right? I mean, they got star power on paper. Like, you guys should be in the playoffs right now, us talking about about you, you know, playing someone. But they just can't make a deep run. They can't even make playoffs. And, uh, you know, all those young studs they got on the team, you know, Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhardt, uh, Dahlin, Casey Middlestad, Skinner. Um, I mean, you can go on and on. You got uh, yeah, our hometown boy. In Buffalo's Gozen. defense, you know, it, a lot of it is timing. And we had injuries, and, you know, that affects the timing. It affects players' performance. It, it, it affects everything. Um, they came out. They came out quick this year, though, right? They're yeah. right up there. They had a ten-game winning streak, you know. So th- they had all the right elements. I think they just hit their stride at the wrong time with some injuries. It just it didn't work out this year. It, on paper, they had it. It did not work out. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, they had, they had that first line was really popping, and uh, you know Skinner, Reinhardt, and um, Eichel were one of the top lines in the league performance-wise. And then that kind of fell off. And when we saw that fall off, you know, so did their performance as a team. So, you know, you got to have more than just that top line performing, you know, because when they do have their slump, they can't carry a team for a whole season. You need that uh, second to fourth coming through and uh, getting some wins for you. So, I mean, I think that's probably going to be their focus. Uh, Obviously, they have a great first line. Uh, Their defensive core is strong. Um, you know, I don't think they need to do there. I don't know what's going to happen with the goaltenders, but it sucks that you know. Coach, so. Something has to be said about Ryan O'Reilly being traded to the St. Louis Blues, and you know them being in the playoffs as well. Um, yeah, oh, yeah well they got rid of Kane too, but Robin Liner, who they traded their goalie, who did pretty much nothing in Buffalo, and he went to the Islanders, and he took the Islanders, you know. Right up to the second round until uh, the Islanders swept them, but um, I mean uh, Carolina swept them. It's just weird how you know you take a goalie out of one team who's struggling or you know just doing awful and put him with another team and he just shines. It's so weird how that happens. Well, it's a big yeah, that happens with the other It makes a big we see the same thing have with a team Toronto. in front of you that. You know, allows you to play confidently as a goalie. I mean, it's not always the goalie's fault when the team loses eight to one. It looks bad on the goalie because the goalie, <laughs> lost, you know, let eight goals in, but the team in front of them are the ones that let the eight goals in. Sure. Yeah. They let the shots happen. I was just saying you had the same kind of deal when you had the uh, Donato and Coyle trade and. Both of those guys, when they got traded, stepped it up and played a lot yeah. better for their, their current team. And same thing happened with Nino Ryder, uh, Nino Nino Ryder down in uh, Carolina. He had a better season in Carolina than he did with the Wild. Um, so we, we saw that with some players too. I don't know if that's a confidence thing when they get to a new team. Um, you know, they, they get more of a chance to go out there and pull the trigger. Uh, you know, new organization, fresh start, clean slate type thing. But you know, we did see that. You know, look at Donato. Look at his numbers from when he went to to the Wild. Boston, yeah. You know, I think he had more points in the first, uh, I think, two weeks than he did all year in Boston. So, I think he was a healthy scratch quite a bit in Boston too. So yeah, he was. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, so it's going to be uh, – we'll see what happens in Buffalo next year. I think they get a couple draft picks actually uh, coming up in new coat. So, I mean, they got to do something there. I mean, come on. It's like uh, Edmonton. They get we got to do something here. Kruger, though, Kruger has a lot – I mean, most of his success is on the international level, you know, because he coached with Switzerland for a long time. Yeah. Um, that, that's where he got, like, his claim to fame for Switzerland. Then during 2014, uh, during the Olympics, he was a consultant with Team Canada. Um, he's, he's got a lot of international experience and he's got a lot of experience. Like we said earlier with young players, when he coached Edmonton, um, I think he had nine players under the age of 24 years old. Um, and he's still, you know, in a, that was a, uh, I think a lockout shortened season, wasn't it? That he coached then. So it was like a 19 and 22 record that he had, but a lot of the players were like super young, you know what I mean? So that's kind of his claim to fame. He's in, in hockey circles, you know, he's kind of highly sought after, and he's had the ability to do a lot with, with you know, what some would consider not a high level of talent, I guess, or a lot of, you know, young talent. So um, in today's NHL, I mean, that's the name of the game. You got a lot of teams bringing up young guys, um, and you got to get those young guys to contribute quick, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's just not the same NHL where you got a whole bunch of veteran players and you're mixing in a few young guys here and there. I mean, the way the league's going is these young guys that are getting drafted are got they got to contribute quick, you know what I mean? Or else, yeah, the coach is getting fired, the GM's getting fired. So, um, I think it's a smart move, you know. What I mean, from from what his resume says, you know, he's he's equipped to uh, to lead a team like Buffalo. So, let's hope for Robbie's sake and the rest of Buffalo Sabres fans' yeah. sake, you know, the the, the mixture works. Yeah, I mean, the Sabres are drafting again in the top eight. I mean, for those keeping score, that's seven years running straight that they've drafted in the top eight, um, which is not an easy thing to do. I mean, you got to be good at losing. Um, but <laughs> at some point, the Sabres have to start reaping on these benefits, you know. I mean, you're yeah. getting seven years running, um, getting the top eight draft picks. I mean, come on. You got to do something there. You know, yeah. Michael Rasmus, I mean, they got number one picks and, you know, I, were they the right picks? Eichel, I think, was. I mean, some people you talk to in, Bus or in Buffalo don't really care for Eichel. They don't think he does enough for that team, but uh, for the money they pay him. But, I mean, he's a great player. I don't know how you can say that. but Yeah, I mean, they I made, you know, they made significant strides this year. I mean, they, they did pretty well compared to the previous season. They're their stock is rising, but uh, eventually it's got to pan out here soon, for fuck's sakes. Maybe they should have never fired, Lin Maybe they should never fire the Lindy Ruff. Yeah. Where is he now? Dallas? Assistant coach Rangers. in Dallas? The Rangers? Rangers? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they've sucked <laughs> since they got rid of Ruff, so. Yeah. So the Rangers. <laughs> so, boys, we, we do have the uh, – the world's going on for men's hockey. They had a win today. They skated past uh, Great Britain six to three. I was actually I wasn't even aware that uh, Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes were playing. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were eligible to play for that team yet. But yeah, it's like Jack, Jack's over. Why well, he's in Slovakia at the World Championships? He just turned eighteen, so he went from a full cage to half a cage, and they kind of. Um, made a little joke, mockery out of him. They let him go skate out uh, on the rink on his own for a little bit just because he had a half cage. Um, 
Yeah, they lost to Slovakia the first uh, their first game over there, but uh, yeah, they beat great. Did you say Great Britain today? I think six uh, three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clayton Keller had a goal. Keller had a goal. Yeah. So I mean, I was talking. I think to Robbie or you guys last podcast. Um, you know, just hearing through the grapevine of what the worlds are. Um, just for all the listeners out there, it's kind of like a vacation for these guys. Yeah, they're taking it serious. Uh, but, I mean, don't think, you know, twice that they're not out boozing every night, even if it's a game night. I mean, these guys are over there. Um, the NHL season's over. You got a group of guys in a different country. Um, you know, everything's paid for. Uh, they're going out and boozing. I mean, they're staying out until, you know, the bus leaves for the rink the next morning. Some of these guys are playing out there. Uh, you know, a little tipsy, and he, you might think I'm, I'm not. You might think I'm just saying that, but it's very true. But uh, um, I think the Slovakia game was uh, a wake up call for them. I think they they got their asses kicked, so now they're sobering up a little bit and uh, only drinking a little bit before each game now. Yeah, I mean, they have some good players over there on this team. They got Patrick Kane, Dylan Larkin, uh, James Van Riesdyk, uh, you know. I think brothers, Kane, I guess. Kane just re- made a milestone. He's got the most points in uh, world championship history. Yeah, I, I, just, I guess I saw that too. Um, Kreider's over there. Jack Eichel's on the team. Kreider, Sutter. Kreider, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've got some they got some big names because not all these guys always go play, you know. So they get done the season, they – they don't want to. They want to go hang out with their families and relax. And so, oh, it's kind of a crapshoot depending on who signs up to go over for it. They got that under the radar guy that I brought up earlier in the season, Alex DeBrincat, too, from the Blackhawks. He's over there too. That's that guy's a baller. Yeah, the Blackhawks. I mean, they they got that young coach now. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a he's going to be there next year or that was just for this year or whatever, but. That was kind of an interesting move, and now you got uh, Quenville down in Florida, and um, a lot of people talking about who's going to go to Florida. Whether you know some of these restricted, uh, unrestricted free agents like Panarin, I guess is probably the biggest one that that we hear about that could go to Florida. Um, you know, but there's a lot of them out there, and he's going to be going after going after him. No doubt. Why do they call them? Why do you think they're called Great Britain that they're playing against over there? Wouldn't that just be England normally? I don't know. Great Britain is the individualized country. So it's just meaning it's just, what? Great Britain is just the island of Great Britain. Um, yeah. It's, it's essentially it's essentially the same thing, really, right? England and Great Britain is essentially the same. Area. It's like Texas in the United States. Sweden. Kind of, yeah. We should have went, went to social studies a little more often. I guess I could answer that. Geography class. Uh, I've just never heard. I haven't heard Great Britain on the international stage before in a long time. Either have I, to be honest with you. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of strange. But maybe I'm stupid. But anyways, I just thought it's, that was a little bit weird. It is the equivalent to England, right? Well, England yeah. would be made I, up of a couple of. A, a couple of different countries, but Great Britain is just one country out of uh, several. Yeah. Marketing, maybe. 
We got the uh, NHL awards coming up in Vegas. We got the NHL draft coming up. Um, so we got some few things that come up here, and we, you know, the Stanley Cup's going to come up here. So we'll see what happens here in the next uh, next few days. I kind of have a feeling it's going to be the uh, Sharks and Bruins in the 2019 Stanley Cup. If that's the case, then, you know, I'm obviously pulling for the Bruins and hopefully getting a chance to see the Cup with Charlie. That would be excellent. That would be oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. New York my boy. Bracket, I will say that my bracket is the only one left of the four of us that has – I've got the Bruins and the uh, Blues playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. And I'm going to say that I think the, the St. Louis Blues will win the Stanley Cup this year. So. Oh. Going out on the Yeah, there's just some up in this game that's only – Actually, only nine minutes left in this game. They have no one scored in the third, even though there's seven scored in the first two periods. Uh, no one's been able to light the lamp yet in the third period. So we'll see what happens in the next nine minutes. Maybe we'll get another overtime in the playoffs here. We just wanted to uh, put in a quick uh, plug for summer skates. Uh, Heat, you been wearing your uh, sandals around, or what? I did. I wore them down, and they they actually experienced some sand down in Volano Beach, Florida. So they 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 got to see the sand already. Nice. Yeah, I mean, we all got some summer skates. Go to summerskates.com. You can get uh, your personal logo on there, brand, company, whatever. Um, great sandals. I'm actually wearing them right now. Um, been like two weeks since I've been wearing them and they I've got them broken in so uh really comfortable um recommend them so go on to summerskates.com get a pair um if you want to if you want to get your personal logo on it you got have to get a dozen but uh jump on to summerskates.com and check it out or else there's a link right on our website at bluelinehockeyclub.com super comfy yeah and if you haven't seen them before they're made with uh they look like hockey laces, the part that goes over the top of your foot. And uh, I haven't been able to wear mine too much up here because uh, there's too much mud. Too much mud still. I don't want to get those pearly laces all dirty. So I only wear mine in the house. But uh, definitely comfortable uh, summer skates. I love the name. I love the concept. Uh, a great company. So check them out. Go onto their website. Um, I think you'll definitely fall in love with them. Summerskates.com. All right, boys, another great podcast with the usual suspects, and we have the countdown to the Stanley Cup coming, fellas, and I can't wait to see what happens at uh, next week's podcast to see who's in or out of the Stanley Cup. You called it. St. Louis is, is going to win it, so we don't have to record anymore. So we can just turn the TV off now. <laughs> they don't have to play yeah. anymore. We got Casey Jones <laughs> coming on next week, uh, head coach of uh, Clarkson Men's Hockey. Uh, won the ECAC uh, championship and uh, lost to Notre Dame in the first round. But uh, Casey's doing big things up in uh, Potsdam, New York for D1 um, men's hockey, Clarkson University. So uh, check it out. Next week we'll have him on. Yeah, boys. It's going to be a good uh, good interview with him for sure. He's a great guy. Just uh, don't forget to get onto our website. Check out BlueLineHockeyClub.com for all of our podcasts. And uh, check us out on Twitter and Facebook as well. If you haven't given us a review on uh, Stitcher or, or uh, Apple Podcast or any of the other platforms out there, get on and give us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, you can rate us up to four or five, I think it's five stars. So get on there and help us out with that. Uh, we appreciate to hear from all of our viewers, all of our listeners out there. And uh, it's good feedback for us. Until next time, folks, keep your stick on the ice.
Tia! Widow! Oh, doctor! Keep your head up. <laughs>